just encourage you not to pander to the Twittersphere and really the haters, you know, um, they like to drink their haterade and eat their hater tots. You go looking for trouble or does it always find you? You guys all think I'm a hero and I'll accept that responsibility. One of the greatest ideas in human history. This is the Brian Suits Show. Uh-huh. Hey, I'm 770-KTTH. Uh, Brian Suits here. <clears throat> Inflation up just a little bit, but here's a heartbreaking uh, headline uh, from uh, Channel 4. Inflation struggles forced Western Washington pet owners to surrender animals. <sighs> Years of inflation have found its way into animal shelters in Western Washington where they are seeing a worrisome trend. Pet owners surrendering their animals because they just can't afford to keep them. Now, I don't know if they're talking about when they reach a, a, a medical hurdle that someone, because that, that is heartbreaking. That's why a lot of people drop off their old dogs at a, at a shelter. But uh, so anyway, because I'm grain free. I, I feed the dogs. I don't feed the dogs grain. Dogs don't eat wheat. <laughs> Naturally, they're not running around in packs. Going, Look, I found some delicious sorghum. Um, they're not herbivores? No. Well, no, they are. They're omnivores. Okay, here we go. Um, yeah, they, dogs will, you know, they eat grass to make a pukey puke, right? If they, if they eat something that doesn't maybe agree with them, they'll go eat grass and leave them outside until it comes up. And it comes up in a minute. But otherwise you, you bring the dog back in and guess what? The dog is like, all right, you, you know, you, you, you wanted this and the dog will puke the freshly eaten grass in your living room. Excuse me? Um, and so, uh... So it's a, it's a little more expensive for grain free food and but, but I mean I I mean I I I I have it down to about one one fifty five pound bag a month, but I mean I I got to say I mean I'm living out of the car before I'm giving a dog up to the humane society. That's this makes me sad. Um, did, did I say that out loud? Sorry, I'm not judging, folks. I'm just going to say that uh, I don't know that I, I I haven't seen the price in dog food is what I'm going to say. Like, are are you feeding your dog fresh chicken? All right, maybe. At Shadow Humane, two dogs without a home are up for adoption. Not unusual, but in the case of of Copper, not Cooper, Copper and Raphael. <clears throat> they both were surrendered by their owners because of financial struggles, and that's just sad. Uh, so uh, anyway, there's uh, th there's that. So did we? Are, aren't we supposed to be inundated with rain right now? I yeah. I didn't see me no rain on the way up. Oh, it was rather rainy around uh, Renton yesterday. My goodness. And uh, apparently tomorrow, I I guess. I didn't see much this morning though. You're right. Um. So believe me, we will be your rain headquarters. Oh, but then will we ever? I I I thought I saw projections of snow because cold air from the stupid Canadians is coming down. Not like what's going on in New York right now, but I mean like a, a last. February last gasp blast that we always get. There's always, you know, one more or two more days of horrible commute because of the snow. So anyway, we're we're standing by yeah, on New York expecting five to seven inches. This is the first winter storm warning in like seven hundred days or something like that. Yeah, and this is the day of the special uh, special election to replace. George Santos, the the name that will not be uh, spoken, 
But uh, there you go. That's my suspense Sue me for having a life. That's my suspense stab. So uh, play like play yours again. So Sue you, me for having a life. Well, that's not the suspense stab. That's some of the way. You, anyway, so this is. Um, my I think mine's less fraught, but more more dramatic. Uh, also happening today. Um, not that I'm following every single case, but on the one the one case in Fulton County, Georgia, this prosecutor, this Fonnie Willis, this has fallen apart because, because um, there's a judge overseeing the 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 Trump case, the Trump uh, you know voter influence case, or whatever the, the chief prosecuting. And the way she built her team is falling apart uh, with, I guess, state money. She hired a guy and, and she's not being forthcoming about the the full spectrum of the relationship she had with the guy who she uh, blessed with, what, a $650,000 annual salary. Cha-ching. It, it, it's ugly. And he was <clears> – it sort of became open – quiet knowledge after he got divorced, but apparently it was going on quite a bit before. It's not Donald Trump's hearing, but rather a separate hearing for the district attorney that's trying to prosecute him. Any minute now in Georgia, Fulton County judge must decide whether Fonnie Willis, Nathan Wade, and a host of others must testify at a hearing on Thursday. Why? Because DA Fonnie Willis admitted to having a personal relationship with prosecutor Nathan Wade. Don't! while also hiring him to help her prosecute Trump for election interference. Clearly. But wait, there's more. And so so the deal is not only did she hire someone she was in a relationship with, uh, and some would say that would be a conflict of interest because the guy had no prior prosecutions of any case like that. And they've been bending over backwards on CNN and MSNBC saying, oh, yeah, but he was a great manager of a team. And so that's really effectively what it was. Uh, so here's where the other shoe dropped. They were cohabitating Don't. in a house that the state was paying for. That was like their team headquarters. And it was pretty open knowledge amongst her team that when they would when they would meet up, when they would have team meetings there, that Fani and the other uh, prosecutor that she was having the relationship with, they were already there. <laughs> and fr fresh like they'd just gotten out of the shower. Uh, or something. And so anyway, uh, that just for sheer appearance, and if you don't want to appear like yokels, I, I would let her go. But Not but, impressed. So the deal is, because Trump is Trump, you, you know, if you took uh, spitefulness out of his mean streak, it would only be like an inch wide. He's supposedly going to be there for some of this, uh, some of the hearings on this. She's not, uh, it was the New York Attorney General that was physically present for the New York stuff with that smug look on her face. But apparently uh, here at the county, the Fulton County prosecutor, Fonnie Willis, she was present at the various Trump hearings and she had a smug look on her face. And so as as if the president showed up with, uh, I, 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 you know, I don't even, someone's going to mishear that if I, if I say it, that, it, that it's like the, the president's video, pandering video, shall I say. The pandering video that where the president shows up at a black family's house with dinner 
and no one, no one in the team says that might be pandering. But uh, so I, I would say you can't out Trump Trump. You, you can't tell him not to do that. But apparently he's uh, going to do that. And uh, so what EV company is the uh, well, I guess what car company is the highest valuation in North America? It's Tesla, right? Mm-hmm. So what EV Okay, now if you just break it down to EVs. What's the most valuable EV company in the world? Uh, I would say Tesla. No, you'd be wrong. Rivian. And, and you know what? They're um they're dealing with a whole, there's a whole slew of lawsuits right now. The first Tesla full auto drive death was a dude in Colorado, and the the car steered off the road, which is not auto driving. Um, like unless there's like a drunk setting or something and it's a Tesla. And as you hear from uh, the first responder, you know how these Teslas are. They just burn. It is going to be confirmed crash. Upper Bear Creek Road. Oh, God. So it's fully engulfed and there's one inside? It will not be out of fire for several hours. You know how Teslas are. So apparently that's that's the common knowledge. You know how Teslas are because that lithium. And when it gets exposed to uh, oxygen, the whole thing. So anyway, that was a chap, uh, the, the the first dead guy, the family is suing. And he actually worked for Tesla. The the guy frequently, according, there was one passenger in the car who lived and got out. They were going to golf in Colorado. And um, <clears throat> the guy had full, complete faith in Tesla auto drive. And it killed him. And so now there's a couple different uh, lawsuits about this. No, uh, the number one EV company, and you will not be able to buy one in this country. Number one, because they're unsafe as hell. <clears throat> number two, they're Chinese. BYD. Have you ever heard of BYD? No, I haven't. BYD stands for Build Your Dreams. And they they build hybrid city buses up and down the West Coast. Um, they're so – they're, they're – uh, government tax-free, they're funding this so heavily in California that Newsom let them build a plant in Palmdale, California. And this is at the at, at, at the at the height of the pandemic. BYD is going three shifts, you know, building hybrid buses. And oh, by the way, they also made personal protective equipment, PPE, because they, they make everything, right? And so they got a sweetheart uh, deal, no bid, $500 million deal for PPE. And even then, they kicked California to the back of the line. But BYD is trying real hard to overtake Tesla in worldwide sales, and they've done it. Okay, all over Europe, the whole thing. But you're not going to be able to buy one here because of reason one, they're unsafe as hell. And reason two, the batteries are 100% Chinese. They're Good morning, China. Chinese sourced. Chinese made uh, the the uh, the whole thing, and the <clears throat> I forgot the, the Inflation Reduction Act requires that you all uh, personally wear a wind turbine on your back, and and that the for you to get a tax break on a EV vehicle on a I guess that's redundant. It has to, the lithium has to be responsibly sourced or something like that. Through an international depression, and we know the Chinese are using slave labor to extract lithium and the, and the, the whole deal. There's no way you can get a Chinese car certified through that process. 
but they're going to try. But anyway, the vehicles won't pass NHTSA standards for being on a road in America. I mean, they're death boxes and all things. But the thing is, they're cheap and now at this point, not badly made. When they first came out in 2017, they were laughable. The paint was crappy. The doors didn't fit. Full, te- full, uh, full DeLorean. Within the last, you know, seven years, they've become better cars. So their uh, demand around the world is, is pretty big. And there's no one stopping them. And, you know, in Venezuela or Belgium or whatever. I, I don't know what the European car standards are, but, but it, you can you can buy these things in Europe, go to Germany, take them up to 130 miles an hour or 160 kilometers or whatever. And... Um, and no, no repercussions. This They're, isn't Europe, okay? There are rules oh here. God, totally true. But uh, anyway, good, good news. I read a story in the Wall Street Journal uh, yesterday where, th- because we're we're asking, well, where, where's the lithium? There's so many EPA regulations that stop us from mining lithium in America. Well, it turns out the Great Salt Lake in this Utah is full of lithium, but the lithium is suspended in the lake, and so no one drinks it. And people have swam in it, um, but not advised. Uh, but they can process 80,000 gallons per minute, and they can extract lithium from the Great Salt Lake. So I'm all good for you. Let's Good for you, Ta. Um, but let's know it all. Let's start locally. First thing. First thing. Toxic cot- cop culture. This is, um, is it is it sending shockwaves uh, through Seattle PD? I don't know. Um, I mean, I think that they pulled the most salacious part of the report uh, for the thing I saw on TV. And I mean, look, there there's some, don't do that. That's bad leadership, bad management kind of stuff. But, you know, we're, we're not, we're not, I mean, we're not talking about, a tail hook convention every morning briefing at Seattle PD. Yeah, Mary, the report, it's nearly 20 pages long. And tonight I spoke with the director, the uh, researcher who interviewed the women inside the department about the culture at the Seattle Police Department. Now, inside this lengthy document, it includes allegations of sexual harassment and a toxic work environment. Quotes pulled from the report recall women's experiences with the Seattle Police Department. Many common themes include masculine culture, expectations, for women's and double. Dear God, masculine culture at a police agency. Um, listen, I you know I don't know what to tell you uh, except that y- you don't want to live in the opposite. Who who do you want walking your who who shows up when a when a bad guy is screaming at you on East Lake Avenue or in South Lake Union as you're entering uh, the Whole Foods? Who do you want to deal with the guy? Okay, you can all answer that for yourselves, all right? How do you square that with uh, integrating more female officers, which is what Seattle PD has pledged to do? Well, um, you need to be more stringent about the culture. Uh, so that, that there's a thing. and uh, But believe me, you police culture, everyone, de- you know what, in this day and age in Seattle, we all denounce 
toxic masculinity and, until you need a bunch, all right? Until, and then it comes in damn handy. Seattle Police Department, many common themes include masculine culture, expectations for women's and double standards. One of the interviewees said that she was, quote, in grad school and had a sergeant tell her she looked yummy in front of a bunch of officers. Another one said... Okay, bad leadership there. Bad example, bad leadership. I'm assuming you documented this and it's on paper and the whole thing. Because believe me, not, nothing will beat a bureaucracy up like a paper trail. And so... She was in the car with someone when they started asking her why she was single and why she doesn't date. The researcher said that another theme that emerged... Okay, so that that's what I'm talking about, the so, the salacious level. Now, being in a public, in a briefing with other, with peers and being told, I don't know what context that is. So you're you're a grad student, huh? Yummy, or whatever, I, I don't know. I, I There's not a context in this building where I, I would do that without hearing about it. And my other bureaucratic experiences in the army, where we had, we, you know, by presidential order, we had to integrate females into combat arms, which is a very, here's the thing about the infantry, pretty toxic masculinity, I think you'll find. And, <clears throat> um, but because of the discipline, it really boils down to the leadership. If the leadership tolerates that, if some guy goes, hey, Look at that yummy machine gunner. You know, if you tolerate that, then it's on you. When when that yummy machine gunner um, complains uh, and goes over your head, don't be surprised when a hammer falls on you and, and all that. So, I mean, that's one remedy for what Seattle PD is reacting to today. During the focus groups was pregnancy and child care, noting some women felt they were discriminated against for being pregnant. And that's an institutional thing. It's, it, you know, it happened at the FAA, happened at the FBI, happened in the military. Um, there has to be a way for women to be able to integrate their family with their uh, career path and the whole thing. But before you fall off your high horse, you must recognize being out of the mix for 10 months or when, or, or what's the standard walk away is what, seven months or so ish? Don't know, or final month or whatever, and and then your uh, maternity leave now is uh, by law five months or whatever. I mean, yeah, you have to admit you're out of the mix for a while. You know, if you you can work on Zoom or, or whatever, but um, gosh bless you. Believe me, I'd carry it if I could, and all that. But I mean, th that's the thing that's always struck me as a bit unfair. Is there's no recognition that look, if you break your leg. Or if you have tuberculosis, you're you're out of the team meetings for three months. And that's unfair. Uh, but then again, you're missing progress and stuff. I'm, I'm not going to solve it here. I'm just going to say before Seattle City uh, elected officials start beating up Seattle PD about this report, wild stab. Um, if your house is burning, you would really, really, really be wishing for a whole lot of toxic masculinity to show up and, you know, drag your house, your butt out of your burning house or whatever. Your car is rolled over upside down. And, you know, it turns out um, toxic masculinity has been coming in handy for 40,000 years. The thought, unfortunately, is that this is likely very typical. This is the author of the report. Of policing generally. 
right? You know, and this is why these types of initiatives are being run, because there is this awareness of... And I guess what I'm saying is there seems to be a middle ground that we've jumped over uh, completely. Thing two. Second thing. Second thing. More Navy, more Everett, more everything. This is going to be over the next uh, just like four or five years. Double digits, like over 10 new ships coming to Everett. Can Everett handle it? Can Everett handle the families and the money? Can Summers County expand schools and the whole thing? Because there's going to be more people, more squids than Everett. 2028. A lot of people depend on the base for their jobs and life. The head of the Port of Everett. So having more assets uh, at the base is a huge uh, win for the entire community. Under this proposal, the Navy would home port up to 12 Constellation class frigates, joining two U.S. Coast Guard vessels. Uh, basically, it uh, is a... Uh, Navy surface combatant ship. Plus, an environmental assessment outlines new construction. Administrative support facility, and then a multi-story addition for classrooms and training for ships, commands. Well, great. Now we're a target for the Chinese. So uh, anyway, that, that'll be uh, impacting by 2028 uh, or so. But uh, we'll, we'll uh, pay attention to that deal. Where are they going to put the people? I don't know. I don't know, but... Um, so you do some research. Turns out there was a time Everett was full of them Navy ships and Bremerton too and stuff. And so it can it can it's taken in the past, it'll uh, take in the future. And I, I I don't even want to break the news about Alaska pox. Well, maybe okay, real quick. Well, when we come back, I'll break the news. There's one more pox that you have to worry about, but don't you worry. Pfizer's on it. Hey Pfizer, how about? How about the Adderall crisis? This is this is a disturbing story. I mean, I know that there's people out there that are really desperate for this stuff, but there's a shortage of it. But there's plenty of Alaska pox. What's the deal? What's the deal, Pfizer? Are you are you distracted by by uh, Kelsey and and Tay Tay? Back in a second, uh, AM seven seventy KTTH. Somebody, KTTH Brian Suits here. Well, 45 million people are under weather alerts today, just not here. In fact, it is in primarily New York and Boston, so you're going to hear nothing but that uh, later on tonight on your East Coast based uh, news. And it's going to bump Alaska Pox right off the newscast. Well, so this uh, Usher chap, uh, fresh off the superb owl, he got married, I guess. Uh, oh, good for him. After the uh, show. The R&B star stepped out in front of his biggest audience in Las Vegas on Sunday. He was praised for a high-energy performance, but not by me. Uh, he married his longtime girlfriend, Jennifer Goykoe, name, name here. At Vegas weddings, so stuff for the show, according to the AP. Um, Wife number three. And so by the show, they mean the highest rated show in TV history. So there's that. <laughs> yeah, that's the show. And that number is 123 million. 
And now many, many uh, Democratic uh, pundits are confused. If there's nothing wrong with Biden, why didn't you rest him up and then dress him in the front of a suit or a cardigan and get him out there on that camera? I mean, granted, 123 million people would not be watching. But if they keep telling, because the new tack is is to get people out there who can swear that, you know, behind closed doors, it's like you're getting a seminar in Israeli history. Well, and the more they do that, and that is now on day three, by the way, uh, the more they do that, the the more you, you say, like last night with the return of John Stewart on Comedy Central, why? Where are those tapes? Why? Why? Why don't you get that guy out there? Because every time he's on camera, apparently, and they're talking about that the, the stutter he's had all his life. Okay, wh whatever. You know, so I'll factor all that out. But why doesn't he seem like he could give me a seminar on anything but uh, ice cream or Travis Kelsey's mom's? Uh, chocolate chip cookies, which he mumbles something and says she means a, that's this is this is, by the way, on his first TikTok, which was Jason Kelsey or Travis Kelsey. Mama Kelsey, I'm going to say she makes great chocolate chip cookies. So, OK, so that's some insight on, on that one. <laughs> and, uh, and then you, by the way, if you're a U.S. government employee, remember, you can't have TikTok on your phone. But the president and the white his team just uh uh, just said that, yes, in fact, um, he does now have a TikTok uh, account. And why wouldn't he? Because the young people are hemorrhaging. So get where they are and tell them not to go. Well, f for some reason, they're doing a early briefing um, at the White House. And Corrine Jean-Pierre has handed it off to... Uh, Admiral Kirby, to made, the adult, maybe more capable, to the adult in the room, and to to Kirby. It's not rational. It's not reasonable, and it's not practical. There is any possible plan out there that would be executable, given the infrastructure situation within Gaza right now. Uh, again, we haven't seen what the Israelis are thinking, or what uh, what exactly they're putting pen to paper on. Prime Minister Netanyahu said that he had tasked his army, the IDF, to do exactly that. So we'll see what they come up with. On this funding fight, obviously you're urging Congress to act. You all have been fairly optimistic, but really. Right. Well, if he's going right to the Q&A, then we'll stand by. But uh, anyway, um, because, yeah, what's happening behind the scenes is um, Biden wants to master this three-level chess maneuver that winds up with him winning a peace prize uh, or something. But the Israelis aren't cooperating because they're busy winning a war. And Biden wants him to not win as much or something. But what has worked so far is overwhelming uh, firepower. And then keeping the spotlight on Hamas, that Hamas is the one keeping the hostages and, uh, by the way, keeping human shields in front of them and, uh, and, and that whole deal. Um, and now someone who doesn't know what victory looks like is telling Netanyahu how to be victorious in, in, in Gaza. And he's getting allies, he thinks, like King Abdullah from Jordan yesterday um, and, and all this. But, I mean, this is, this is what's funny. To reinforce this, and if you, if you ever read Jerusalem Post, you go to the IDF's YouTube page, they're the ones who keep making the point. And the American media has been told, don't repeat Israeli talking points. But the main Israeli talking point is, this would all be over you wouldn't have to worry about us defeating Hamas if they would just free the hostages and leave. 
because the United States in 1945 were not allowed uh, like a little SS enclave around Berlin. Or, and we wouldn't have allowed Stalin to allow one or, as his Red Army took Berlin. We wouldn't allow a tiny little bit of Nazi Germany to exist. We overran it all. And we didn't ask permission. And we didn't say, is this violence too much for you guys? And so the idea that the United States is telling the Israelis, uh, yeah, well, let's, let's get a ceasefire. Let's get a more permanent ceasefire. And they even allowed uh, King Abdullah to... Um, Come out and say it out loud uh, yesterday because and, – and this I don't get because he doesn't believe what he's about to say. The crown prince of Saudi Arabia doesn't believe what Abdullah is about to say. They all want to see Hamas crushed because it's very uncomfortable that, that well, they're Arabs and they can't go against the tribe on, on this one. But none of them like Hamas. None of them are offering up territory like, oh, here – Former make Palestine out of Jordan. Okay, no, they're not. But anyway, so at Biden's direction, King Abdullah came out because he's American, educated, American raised, and he sounds American. Mr. Mr. President. And and that was Biden shuffling around behind him, um, confusing King Abdullah. Uh, Thank you for your gracious hospitality accorded to me and uh, my delegation today. Unfortunately, one of the most devastating wars in recent history continues to unfold in Gaza as we speak. Nearly 100,000 people have been killed, injured, or are missing. The majority are women and children. We cannot afford an Israeli attack on Rafah. On Rafah. He's talking about the last uh, town in Gaza uh, uh, up against the Egyptian border. And that, I mean, make no mistake. Biden's people wrote that uh, for him and wanted them to say that out loud because that gives uh, Biden some cover. It it makes uh, some of the far left young voters that are fleeing, that are just awaiting for Biden to upload a video of him bringing fried chicken to a black family with with sweet tea, uh, so that he can he can seem relatable, which he really did. And we played that last hour. And you can text app APP to 800-465-8770 and you can uh, listen or I'll just play it here in a minute. But um, anyway, so that that's what's going on. That's the big picture there. And, that's, and, and don't kid yourself. There's politics involved in the decisions because uh, they were as shocked as Republicans were that, that there were so many people um, so miseducated or... M- ill-informed about Israel and Hamas and the reality of Hamas and living next door to a terrorist state and the whole thing, that they shut down I-5. And there was a large demonstration on Tuesday night. This is their way of extending a lifeline to far-left, Palestine-loving Democrats who are either not going to vote because Biden's too old or they're not going to vote because Biden doesn't bring uh, fried chicken to black families, believe it or not. Joe Biden, whoever your marketing person is at the White House right now, fire them immediately. Because whoever told you to show up to a black family's house with some fried chicken and some iced tea from a restaurant called The Cookout, Lord... Oh, yeah, you ain't going to get me... He seems to have strong opinions about this. Uh, Back in the second AM, 770 KTTH. And you ain't black.
This is one of the things I'm glad fell in my music good taste hole. Uh, all I know is that my brother played this nonstop next door in his room. So this was a lick that he randomly played during a solo, and one of his band members said, hey, we should turn that lick into a song. Hey, man, we should, hey, baby, we should turn that lick into a song. Exactly like that, yes. We paid for the studio. We don't have anything after that first. That one, that one hit. Anyway, Peter Frampton, story of three. And then, he did come alive. Um, wait, yeah, what? Dead or alive? Frampton comes alive. But I mean, that was the album. But is he still with us? Because remember, oh, he, good question. He was in that horrible Bee Gees movie. Uh, the the the, the uh, it was all Beatles songs. What the hell? Anyway, this is probably better off uh, across the universe. Off air. Uh, he's seventy three years young. So you're probably saying right now, well, whatever happened to that English-speaking foreign minister for China? I thought he was God's gift to foreign ministry. And that was Xin Gong. He was the Chinese ambassador to the United States. Good morning, China. His English was impeccable. And you must know this. President Xi Jinping is fascinated with the United States. Ever since he visited Iowa in the 80s, he thought, how do we get to be like that only without that annoying freedom? And he's been trying ever since, right? And so he, people who have spent time in the United States who can explain America to him are like gold. People, because he has to trust them, number one, not to shoot him in the back of the head. And then number two, be a straight shooter about America. And Shin Gong was one of those guys. He was, he was so omnipresent in D.C. because he was not the U.N. ambassador. He was ambassador of the PRC to America. So he, he was in Washington, D.C. He was always at the Wizards games. He loved the Wizards and he loved Capitals hockey. And so he, and in D.C., because they were kissing China booty, they would do like a China Appreciation Day or whatever for the Wizards. So he actually taped a, a message when it was time for him to move on because she was waiting, he was biding his time to name this guy as a new foreign minister. And he he kind of cut the foreign minister at, at the time two years ago off at the ankles. And he said, here's a new foreign minister, Shin Gong. He understands America better than anyone. Uh, but uh, Shin Gong, the one, a new man, was still a man. He, then they disappeared him in July. Rumors of um, his death, either by suicide or torture, came fast and furious. But then the story came out that he did something most un-Chinese. And by do something most un-Chinese, I don't mean his mistress, Fu Xiaotian. When people ask me what are the key elements of a political journalist, I said, stay curious, critical, and humble. What she has in common, I mean, I mean what SHE has in common uh, with uh, her boyfriend, Shin Gong, is that they both speak English and spend a lot of time in the West. And so that's why this woman was one of the most popular hosts in China, because she could, she did interviews with foreign leaders who spoke English. And let's be honest, they don't speak English. We're, we're not interested in them. I mean, even Macron speaks English. She would do interviews in English of foreign leaders, which was fascinating to the Chinese people. And I knew he was in Churchill College, Cambridge. I was trained. And then she went to Cambridge. Uh, and I mean, uh, so Im impeccable resume for popularity in China. And then, oh, by the way, if you're if you are one to judge, some would say she was a bit of a smoke show, like the 
ambassador to the United States from the PRC, uh, Shingong, married a married guy, mar married guy with to a, to a woman with kids of, of his. Then he meets this woman in. To be more like this. As democracy extends around the world in a more profound way than ever before. They have an affair. So this is this is what's coming out now because because now we got a problem. They want to have the baby. They want to have the Chinese baby. But she's on TV and she's unmarried. So we got a bit of a problem. And also, by the way, she wants a baby to come shooting out in America. Okay, because she's all 14th Amendment-y. And again, is that medical jargon? Am I, should I say give birth? She wants to have her blessed event in America and give birth to an American. An anchor baby, some say. But she's on TV. So we get a problem, Ambassador Shen. And he says, he suggests something that is strictly illegal in China. He says, here's the workaround. Surrogate. Someone else carries the baby, carries our little American to term. Then... You don't have a different profile on Chinese TV. No one suspects nothing. You're not carrying that water weight around. You're not carrying something on your bladder for, for you know, 10 months. It's science. Time. And so it the master plan was all going to work because they had the kid. The wife doesn't suspect anything. Shin, the rumors are Shin is now going to be foreign minister. He's going to be called back to Beijing, and he will be second only to President Xi for power in China as foreign minister. And then it all goes to hell. That's my new suspense music. A little over the top, I think. Is maybe. Barbie a communist? Um, She's photographed at LAX with a baby. But she ain't got no baby. Where'd uh -oh. she get the baby? Now, now she's photographed because she's being chased by Chinese paparazzi, very popular woman in China, because of her attractiveness, allegedly, and her she's erudite and smart. She's smart in, in Mandarin, and she's smart in English, doing this very popular show. Now, all of a sudden, she has a baby. That's her baby. And the baby has an American birth certificate from L.A. County. So it all falls apart for Shingong. He He embarrasses the boss, and you can't embarrass the boss and so that's what happened to the guy because he he was uh, as a guy who could explain to to see how american elections work and all that he was unmatched and and c will collect around him people who can explain america to him because he's been fascinated with america since he was here in the 80s so he thought he had that and now now I, as of today she's so popular with uh, Chinese viewers that she hasn't been removed from, from the air. But when, when the viewers put together what happened, that she had an American, an American Chinese baby, they hated her. The, the, uh, the, the threats on the Chinese Google and on Chinese TikTok, and I'll think the anger at this woman, because it's pretty unpatriotic to not want to have a baby in China. Well, that baby's not going to be... Uh, an American now, is it? And so anyway, meanwhile, thousands of Chinese risking their lives to just come here as a illegal alien. And uh, and that, well, it's a it's a tough day to be John Kirby, I, I, I must say. Um, you know what question I'm sparing you all from? 
uh, and he's left the podium. I don't think anything really uh, groundbreaking was in that press conference. I think they just did it early so uh, Joe could go to bed or something. But here's the question I spared you. But but it wasn't spared John Kirby. This is a journalist, apparently foreign. The Russians uh, uh, foreign ministry stated that the North Korean Kim Jong Un's military threats were not rhetoric and there are uh, direct. Did you catch a word yet? Uh, I heard Korea and something about being direct. Risk signal of conflict on the Korean Peninsula and should be taken. I'm not going to tell a Korean news network who to send to the United States. I'm just going to say <clears throat> that that's not going to be on the evening news <laughs> or, or his answer. But uh, in, anyway, so ends the mystery of Shin Gong. Now, is he still alive? We don't know. But apparently the embarrassment to see was so profound because he had crowed about this guy. This is a great fixer. This guy's going to tell the Americans, uh, you know, who's who and what's what. He's going to make everything right because he understands them. We we don't have anybody in American government uh, of of equivalent intimate knowledge of China. We we just do not. And if we do, we probably wouldn't trust him. He was from Chinese heaven. He was from Shangri La, and then he does that. He embarrasses C, and that's the thing. If you're gonna if you're gonna have a dictatorship. Of any political, uh, you know, stripe, you can't let anyone embarrass the big boss. You you just don't. Any kung fu movie, you don't make the big boss everyone lose face. And this guy made C lose face. So, you 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 make me lose face, you lose kidneys. I I don't know. I don't know how it works. But anyway, his career is over. <clears throat> Did was he given the proverb? proverbial uh, weapon with one bullet in it? Uh, we don't know. We just don't know. But he'll always have that sun, um, I, I guess. Do they practice uh, defenestration in China like they do in Russia? I don't think they have five-story buildings. <laughs> they're all empty. I know. They're all in Hong Kong. Where, uh, by the way, I know someone who's an accountant who works for what used to be a big eight firm. Officially, American corporations that are sending employees to Hong Kong these days take burner phones. They, they all take burner phones and they leave them at the airport because they, that's the, the level of espionage as China continues its real estate meltdown and all that. But what's important? Well, it's that your foreign minister had an affair with a woman who used a surrogate. Surrogate, by the way, surrogates are illegal in China. So that's why they had to use that very American thing. Uh, back in a second, they check on local news and more right after this on AM 770 KTTH.